three, two, one. Welcome into another episode. This is Chris, the MLS card guy. And today we are joined by our good friend from Sower in the States basketball. This is Jorge. How are you today, Jorge? Hello. Is is this the right show? Hello. Did, did I, I think you, the right may have, you may have gone through the wrong door, my friend. I think basketball's down the hall. Dude, it's fine. It's it did. It's fine. No, it's fine. Hello. I just love talking to you so much that I'm here. Hello. Hi. You, you know, in this sport, you're you're allowed to take more than one step, right? Uh, no, false. I, I heard that you can still pick up the ball with the hand at some point. So, oh, no, that's a big no, no. We don't do that here. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, this, Oops. this might, this might be an awkward episode then, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll go, we'll, we'll soldier go from there. through. We'll I mean, get through. for a reason. We'll get through. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so we're joined today. Our guest is our good friend, uh, from MLS So Rare Scout. This is Thomas. How are you today, buddy? Hey, what's up y'all? How's it going? I think the real reason Jorge's on today is because he represents Orlando and I represent Atlanta. And this is probably the head to head that's been needing to happen for a long time. It's the we've needed this. Matchup. Oh my God. We've needed this on the show forever. And uh, yeah, we, we started. So, so the backstory to this, right. We started talking about Thomas has, has this, uh, has his newsletter that he goes through, which is great. Obviously you should check it out on, uh, on his Twitter account. Um, he has a link to it and it's, it's this whole long thing. He's really into the, uh, the data analysis part of things. So, um, but anyway, he goes through and he ranks all the teams as he does the the preseason preview and he ranked DC United in the, what the E tier, which is like second from the bottom, which is fair. And then, and then he, he tweeted at me and he was like, ah, I was trying so hard to keep them out of the F tier. Uh, and then I, I fired back. Yeah. I guess the only team in the F tier would be the team that we beat twice last year and scored seven goals against. And uh, Jorge is now on the show. So what team was that? What team was that? Was that Uh, Orlando? The open cup winner of 2022. (laughs) Wow. You beat, you beat a USL team. Congratulations. It's not about how you got there. It's that you got there. All right. No one's going to remember what happened. All that matters is that there's a trophy in our case. That's all that matters. about the journey, just the destination. Yeah, exactly. People might remember that DC had six points all year and they were all against Orlando, though. Yeah, no one's going to remember. I'm just that. saying. Yeah. What no was that one game? Five to two in Ugh. Orlando? Oh, God. The collapse that happened right in front of my face. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, wasn't there like there a red too. card or two? In, there was like a red card or two in that game, if I yeah, remember. Game was, like, it was. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, on our side, I think, it, right? Dude, I think, yeah, I think there was we two red cards. <laughs> and yeah, there was, we had two red. It was, it was a shit show of, of a match. Yeah. yeah. Well, that one, oof, yeah. That's hey, I don't know. Hey, and then Philly, fun. Philly kind of we knocked Philly out of the open cup, you know, gave them some chance to rest, and then they just took it out on y'all. So whatever, dude. Full yeah, circle. we don't talk about Philly on this podcast. They're too good for us. We maybe, maybe in like three years we can talk about Philly. Not good enough, apparently. Uh man, DC's gonna be bad though. So you went through your 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 uh preseason preview here of DC and you said some nice things, which is hard because I can't say nice things about DC. Um I, and, you know, I, there's just a lack of talent all over the pitch here. And obviously Rooney is starting to get some of his guys in. Um, but what is your read on DC this year from from more of a numbers perspective? Yeah, I mean, so the the, the newsletter is called Soccer Stats and So Rare. And the 
the read is, is that whenever I was looking at least at the stats for DC, when you look at most of the kind of the like summary stats where it's like duels won, um, duels lost, possession won, you know, types of how their passes are going through, uh, they're, they're pretty much last in every category <laughs> uh, that, that you want to be, that you not want to be last in. Like, I think they yeah. had a lot of saves, but that doesn't necessarily, oh boy. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily translate. Cause it, I think their save percentage was like also one of the lowest in the league. It was, it was, it was a hot mess across the board for, um, the mo- from what I could, from what I could tell. And yeah, I mean, the other thing too is, is that like y'all had a lot of players come in mid season and yeah. I realized that a lot of them actually played, that last leg of games where I think y'all yep. won twice and it yep. wasn't any better. You still lost seven zero yep. again to yep. Philadelphia. Yep. It was, it was rough. And like, I don't, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm like, I don't think a team could be like that, that not play that well. <laughs> Two season years in a row. I don't know. Have you seen Cincinnati just, two, two, three years? Ago? I mean, it, it can happen. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be a little bit hopeful just because this at least you have a full preseason of the players together to kind of figure out Rooney's style and um, maybe, you know, not just fall apart. And also you have Tyler Miller. I thought that was a really good pickup. Yeah. yeah. Like you have a goalkeeper, right? Um, well, but, theoretically we had a goalkeeper. He was just hurt for a lot of last year. Yes. Like I don't know that Tyler Miller is an upgrade on Bill Hamid, but he's certainly an upgrade on Kempen. And he's certainly, I mean, actually Ochoa was pretty good at times last then? year. What? What with happened with Ochoa? He kind of oh, came well, in, didn't do anything, and then he's gone again. What? Just he, he remembered that he doesn't like losing, and then he just, like, dipped. Uh, I don't know why we got him in the first place. Because uh, I was, like, if you're going to pull the trigger and make that move, you got to have some reasonable, like, expectation that it's going to be a long-term thing, right? Like, you got to have some plan to sign the guy. Um, yeah, I mean that's they, my thing is like if they, if they really if you had a plan in place to sign to sign them, then great. But the thing right. is they have no plan, right? And so they just right. spend the money, they get uh basically what's a, a throwaway season at this point. They yeah. get you know what a quarter of a season out of him and then he's gone. It's like right, why would you and I mean, burn, burn he, he was decent and Rooney's style is going to be very defensive and it's gonna be very you know, hardworking and uh, we're not going to get run over in the midfield or that's at least what he's going to say. Um, and so they're, they're going to try to like pack the box and give up shots from the outside. So you would think Tyler Miller would actually probably be in a decent position to be at least decently successful and not like the worst goalkeeper in the league, but they are still going to give up some goals, I think. And from a team perspective, I mean, I just don't think they're going to score any goals like ever. So I don't know that they're going to ever really get any points. No faith um, in Ben Teckers? No, none. Yikes. Like Ben Teke is almost like Arkankara, right? Like he's a he's a decent player when you can get him service. Who on this team is going to give him any service? Who on? Yeah, yeah who oh, on God. now? Oh, God. Dude, target striker, who on can find him the ball, right? That's that's how that works, right? Who on just like runs the ball to him. He can't pass it, but he can sprint all the way to him and just give him the ball. Yeah, no. Oh. It's like there's no one to give him any service to Benteke. Uh, Fountas is actually going to maybe come back, which is shocking to me. I thought he was done for sure. Yeah, same here. Um, so I mean, maybe that works out well. But also, Fountas was a was a Hernan Lozada guy. He's not he's not a Rooney guy. So I don't know how that is going to fit. Um, 
And yeah, they've brought in a, a bunch of other, you know, kind of pieces. I think the thing that scares me the most with DC, I did a little like salary cap analysis. DC was like third or fourth highest closest to the cap. Like they really? have no resources to spend at this point. Um, Who's making this money? Like, is it is it just because they have terrible. a bunch of like older talent that command higher wages? To So in MLS, it's not about like your total salary cap, right? Like, you can have Insignia on a $14 million sure. contract and it doesn't matter because he's a DP, right? It's all about those like mid-tier guys and how much you pay them. Like Birnbaum is on 500 k a year and Birnbaum's a solid player, but 500 k a year isn't anything special. Um, and they just have so many guys like that. I think Ola Kamara was on that, but I think he's now gone. Um, but the, the um, one of the dudes they brought in from Derby County is also like that. He's not on a DP deal. Yeah. Um, but he's on like a really so high allocation yeah, he's on, money deal. Yeah. He's on an allocation money deal. And you only get so much allocation money per year. Um, so they're just kind of burning through that. Actually, interestingly enough, LA Galaxy was like top as far as closest to the cap. LAFC was second. Um, I'm trying to pull still, up that. Still that don't know how they're now. doing it. Don't make sense. LAFC. LAFC I, they just don't have a midfield. That's what you that's their plan right now. It's just have no one else in your midfield besides your three starters because they have they're thin. Like I was I was looking up their depth chart because I was thinking about it. And yeah, if you look at like they have Acosta and Sifuentes, right? And then like who's after that? I mean, they gotta believe in some of their some of their kids coming up or something, right? Like sure, yeah, some but those are like plan. two positions some that you need some depth in in the last like yeah, they got rid of Latif Blessing, which was a big deal, too. That was shocking. Kaye. Um, yeah, I don't think Blessing wanted to be there, to be fair. No, I don't think he did it either. I think he, he so, tried to leave multiple I think he, times. It felt, yeah, it felt I think like. he, like, forced his way out. Basically. Isn't Sifuentes on his way out, too, though? Well, it, it, theoretically, he was supposed yeah, to Yeah, there's some rumors that he was. And then and then the interesting thing about um, Blessing was, I don't know if y'all saw this, but um, when Tajori Shroudy went over to New England, um, apparently LAFC didn't disclose an injury that he had. And yeah. so New England was like, they're, they're pretty, they pissed. were upset. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think part of the the blessing deal, cause when I mean, you saw it, it was like only 300 K and a gam or something like that. And you're like, well, that's a, that's a steal. Well, that's to also Ooh. wave that grievance New England had against LAFC. Yeah. New England's out here making moves too. Cause they got yeah. Dave Romney in, which mm-hmm. I love that move uh, both ways. Right. I love that for New England because that's a significant upgrade to their defense. And I also love it for Nashville because my boy, Jack Maher is now basically a guaranteed starter. And he's probably my U23 defender now. Like U23 defenders are very thin in the MLS. If you're trying for like an over the summer U23 defender. And he's probably my guy at this point. Like there's really nobody else that comes to mind. Yeah, I got Tolkien. He's been he's been pretty solid. I'm a, I'm under the assumption that Tolkien is leaving. Yeah, that, that I, was I feel like there's too, a good right? chance he does, but I don't know. I, yeah. It might be till, until a summer window, though. I mean, <laughs> if you can get him until July, then that's great. But I'm not going to buy him now. Oh yeah, no, I bought him like November 21. So well, no, but I I would wait until through the January window because I still think he's leaving preseason. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he plays a game with Red Bulls this year. But we'll see. I mean, if he so, does stay there, like he's by far and away the best U23 player. What about Tavon Gray, though, for under, under 23? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about NYFC's defense <laughs> right now. <laughs> Someone's going to have to step up. Yeah. Like they they lost potentially Sean Johnson, Callens. Is Chino coming back? Mm, that I don't know. 
I kind of um, thought he was retiring, but he might be back. I don't know. They're they're pretty they're 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 going to do a pretty large rebuild this this off preseason slash off season just because it seems like they're having a hard time holding on to a lot of their players that were making some decent contracts and were rightfully asking for more money. Right, and that's the key, right? We go back to that contract thing. It's all about you know how how much production can you get out of guys that are on very small contracts. And that's really the key to the MLS, right? You talk about in in your uh, newsletter there, Thomas, that um, about New England and how the, a couple of years ago they had Tajon Buchanan on like 300k or 125k, like 110k, then, yeah, yeah, and they had Matt Turner on like 300k, something like that, yeah. And those guys were like best eleven in the in the league. That's how you get like dominant in the MLS is you have those guys that produce like that. Look at Philly, certain anything. Well, that's what LAFC did too, right? Isn't Sifuentes on like a on a super small deal? Uh, I don't remember actually what Sifuentes' salary is. Let me go is. back because I have all the numbers here. Let me find LAFC. There is there is a spreadsheet for that. Uh, Sifuentes is on 400K. Yeah. Maxi Coupeau is on 300K somehow. Guadalupoku is on 133K. Um. Do y'all feel like we're just going to have another LA smallest. Galaxy situation where in like two years – you're going to have, they're going to be banned from summer transfers because you find out like all these mm. under the table deals are happening. I feel like Gareth Bale is for sure. Like, <laughs> and there's something weird going on. Like, was there like a Gareth, country like, club membership just promised to Gareth Bale and that's how they got him to come over? Oh, it's got to be like that and like some TV money and so like, there's got to be some other stuff that he's, he's not like, he's not just coming to play for 1.6 million here. There's no chance. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think there's definitely the advantage that both LA teams have is that they're in LA and that there is a huge amount of opportunity for any player to build their brand over there, as well as if you're going to go on like talk shows or anything like that. Because I think that's like what um, Ibra did whenever he was over there. He was going yeah. on talk shows. He was doing a lot of just brand building. So there's there, there are some serious advantages. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there, been- there's... There's advantages everywhere, though. Like, you can remote into whatever TV program. Yeah, you but I mean, like... Like, I like Ronaldo was going to Kansas City. There's nothing in Kansas City. Yeah, that was, that was my point, right? Like, other than... I don't know how they managed to even open up that channel of communication to to convince Ronaldo to come to sporting Kansas City, other than just, like, we have fun sports teams. Is it NFL money? And whiskey. Are they, are they all owned by the, the same organization, or are they all separate? Do we know? Because if, if there's NFL money in Kansas City, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's been, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So is Bale going to play this year, though? Do, do we take a flyer on Bale? So his price is a little low. Nah. I don't think he starts, at least. Like, I think I think it's Bawanga and Vela. And if something happens to Vela, I think maybe Bale is viable. But, yeah, I can't see Bale starting with Vela. I don't has know how been a, Has there ever been a season where something didn't happen to Vela? It's true. And he Someone, is, what, 34? Oh, yeah, he's getting up there now, too. Yeah. Mm. I didn't even think about that. His, his, I mean, his they're, new they're contract. Up there, though. His new contract, did it go through the summer again, or was it a year and a half? Or is I'm it only through sure. the summer again? I think it was until the end of it, at least the next season. I mean, the thing is, you- is that they're going to need the depth because they're playing in CONCACAF Champions League. And... I mean, just look at all the teams that played this past year in CCL, right? How yeah. how difficult it was for them to manage the minutes and, and manage injuries. 
and what that meant towards their really the start of their season. Because if you think about teams like Seattle, uh, Colorado, Colorado, New, New England, England um, Montreal. Montreal, Montreal was in it. I would say Montreal probably came Montreal. out the best. Yeah. yeah, they came out swinging after it. Yeah, they were really good, except when Georgie was hurt over the summer. They were yeah. terrible when Georgie was hurt. Um, Actually, speaking on that, though, like, how does that how does that affect this year with the Champions League being a little later in the season? Do you have some time to kind of get everybody up to speed and kind of prepare for that a little bit more? Um, plus, you have Leagues Cup this year, which is a whole different thing, and it's just a month long basically break. I'm excited. Um, how does that change? the MLS focus, like our team's going to be more focused on champions league now, knowing that everybody else also has a condensed schedule because of leagues cup. I think it just depends on how the teams treat leagues cup, because I could see some teams straight coming out with rotation in that, in that tournament treating it more or less like how you might see open cup played, even when it's MLS team versus MLS team where you'll have maybe seven to eight starters, and then three or four players who were either typically off the bench or, you know, backup goalie. Um, I think that's how I'm thinking some teams might treat it, but I could be wrong here because one, we'd never actually had leagues cup be this competitive before where you actually had CONCACAF champions league spots uh, up for contention. Um, right. Cause there's like one time I think where was it sporting Kansas city basically just like played their Academy. Oh my God. Yeah, that was this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was like the the first round. Round. There's like, we're not going to take this seriously. Uh, yeah. I no, in, the, this seriously. in the open cup. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Cause, cause it's also like on a midweek and you have an MLS game on the weekend. Right. But like leaks cup, this is just a month long break. Like there's no MLS games to play for. You don't want to just like give your first team like the whole month off. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think you're going to see actually some pretty competitive teams in this thing. I think so too. But at the same time, I think I look at, at it as an opportunity as well to to test out some players that haven't had the opportunity to show themselves throughout the MLS season. So uh, I think some, some of the teams that maybe have stronger academies like Philadelphia, uh, maybe even Red Bulls, they might rotate some players in that, wouldn't usually be in the starting 11 just to give them that playing time. At the same time too, you're right. Like we don't want to rest your players for a month straight and not get them live minutes. So you'll still see a lot of starters in that competition. And then that's why I also said backup keepers where it's like, how often do backup keepers get to play live competitive minutes? And that's why I think there's, there's some opportunity there. It's going to be, it's going to be a coin flip of which team does it in my eyes. Cause I just, I don't know, like will Atlanta keep playing Gazan or will they play um, Westburg. The- Westburg. Let's go yeah. Westburg season, Westburg. baby. Still holding that bag from last year. Let's go. Come on. Oh, I'm still holding that con bag from last year. Oh, oh. no. I'm so mad at that. I like I was on Salentano's bandwagon too, and I was just waiting for cards to come out, and they didn't get out before he was the freaking starter. Yeah, and then Khan just had so that annoying. monster game against Atlanta, and then just like yeah, disappeared. never got back. We well, got hurt in that game, and right. then he, like by the time he got back, Salentano was already established. Yep. So I think this year, more than anything, I think backup keepers might be more important to have in your gallery because if we are, it, as long as League's Cup is covered by so rare. So we have those competitions plus the Open Cup plus the teams that are in CCL. Like, there's going to be a lot of different competitions. There's going to be a lot of rotation plus Gold Cup as well. There's going to be are a you, Gold Cup. Are you going to be able to 
to forecast that? Like, are you going to be able to predict that though? That's the question. I think you will at, I will by the first game you should, because you'll, you'll be able to see what teams are actually going to rotate keepers and which ones won't. Like I know even city in their run for the first, like three, four games, they rotated keepers. Like they didn't have to ASA was fine, but they literally rotated keepers for those tournaments. Just, I guess to give them playing time, just in case. And knowing that there was all the world cup competitions going on. So if there is gold cup and stuff like that, they're going to want to give their goalkeepers playing time to make sure that they're ready for anything to step up. So let's talk about goalkeepers, right? Where are the open positions still? Obviously, Toronto still needs a goalkeeper. NYC, NYCFC needs a goalkeeper. LAFC is a special situation, though, because they've got their long-term goalkeeper. They just need one for like two months. Yeah. So I don't know if I bank on that. You know, I don't I don't know if they're gonna sign someone for two months. They might I would say like yeah, I would say DC as well. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you don't like Tyler, Tyler Miller. I think Tyler Miller is <laughs> going to be the starting goalkeeper. They have Bono like, too. But they have Bono too, right? And I think that still should be considered an open competition. I don't know. If any anyone who's owned a Westberg knows how bad Bono is too. Totally, right, Jorge? Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't. To run right over the two worst goalkeepers in the league I mean, for like ever. For for like for as much as Toronto conceded, it's because they just had nonstop shots on them all game long. Yeah. Like, but is that going to be long. fixed? I mean, to be fair, Bono was pretty good when Toronto was like winning MLS Cup, yeah. like as a 23-year-old, like five or six years ago. So, but I, but to be fair, Tyler Miller was also really good too for Minnesota. And like Dane Sinclair is probably a top four, top five goalkeeper for me. And I think he was pretty close to Dane Sinclair. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, that's why I say, like, I think it's going to be Tyler Miller. I just, there's still some opportunity for, for Bono to, potentially win it, especially if like Miller doesn't play well enough for Rooney at the start of the season. What, um, what about our guy, Bill Hamid? What do you think he ends up? I don't know. I was wondering that myself. Maybe he goes, to like LAFC. he should be a starter somewhere. Maybe he goes to LAFC for like two months. That would, Oh my God. <laughs> what I would a, love that. What a move. <laughs> what a first, man. First Aaron long, then Bill Hamid. Dude. Chris is going to switch teams here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I may have already <laughs> I mean, they like they kind of have a similar color schema to to Pittsburgh Browns, right? So that's true. You can repurpose. I mean, some. they're not as much gold as we are. Yeah. So the the black though still. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like Bill Hamid ends up somewhere as a starter still. I mean, he's very cheap right now. He's like 0. 0.01 for eliminated, which is like a third the price of a normal starting goalkeeper in the MLS. Yeah. Oh, it's so like I took a, I I took a chance. I, I picked one up. Also love Bill Hamid. So maybe I I thought for a while that Montreal might pick him up. Still might. See, here's the thing with Montreal though. He either loves or hates Hernan Lozada. I don't know which one of those. Oh, yeah, I, that's right. I, I thought he was in the hates that. column. I think I think that's I when thought he was in the hates column. Yeah, because I think when it, before they announced him as the coach, I was like, yeah, Montreal might be a good spot. And that then I keep sense. forgetting that they probably bumped heads a couple of times. Yeah, I think Gressel was the leader of the like loves Lasada camp or whatever. Um, and then I think it was like Hamid and Burnbaum and I don't know, somebody else were, were on the hate side. But I don't know. I mean, it's not like official or anything. That's just the vibes I got. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I still think Hamid ends up somewhere um, at some point doing something. Maybe, maybe in uh, Houston with our guy Ben Olson. They have a good relationship. I mean, Steve Clark is good, but is Bill Hamid better? Ooh, 
I don't know. Steve yeah. Clark needs that like last hurrah before he retires. So he yeah, might... right. I, I honestly like. I mean, I mean, I thought he was only going to play like one more year. Actually, I thought. I think I thought he was going to retire after the uh, Portland game where they almost won it. Yeah. But he keeps on coming back. Keeps on playing. I mean, he signed a two-year deal, so I yeah, think this yeah. is the end of his two-year deal. So I don't know. Hamid's only thirty-one this year. So. Oh yeah, he is. He has. Plenty of he years. He's, still, he's still young. Yeah, yeah. He he signed as like a twenty year old for DC and just played his whole career with DC. So he feels like he's one hundred and four, <laughs> but he's uh he's actually much younger than that. Um, speaking of Houston, how how do we feel about teenage Debbie? Because he's a DP center back, which obviously you don't see very many of them. There, he was not good for the first year or so that he was there, but last year his scores were actually pretty good. So rare wise, yeah, he actually he and he's pretty cheap. Houston was interesting because they were one of the teams that whenever I was doing some analysis of like home and away form that Houston was one of the few MLS teams where their defenders actually had decent SO5 performances and a lot of the, and like on average in their away games, which like home and away in MLS makes, makes a pretty big deal uh, of it's a big deal. Um, It has a lot, a lot of impact on, on performance. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, Houston's one of those teams where I just can't figure out if they're going to be bottom of the table or if they're just going to like pull something out of nowhere and just be like at least like seventh or fifth seat or something like that. I I feel like they're going to compete with DC for the worst team. No, yeah. because yeah, because they got, they're they going to be superstar Hector Herrera, dude. It's fine. <laughs> like they just keep they kind of sign. That's they, why they'll be kind better of than signing DC. people, right? Like yeah. for the sake of signing people, and then it's like, but do they? Are they the, are, are they what you actually need? Like, are you just spending money for the sake of spending money? Right. And knowing Ben Olsen, they're not going to score a ton of goals. They are going to be tough to score against, though, which is why I'm interested in their defense. Because, like, I, again, we talk about this with MLS. It's difficult to find defenses that keep clean sheets. And I feel like Houston is one of those teams that will probably have the most 0-0 draws in the league uh, or, you know, most one nothing wins or 0-1 or losses. So I, I do think they'll have a decent defensive, you know, work rate. There'll be a lot of defensive actions going on. Um, and there'll also be shots from outside the box coming in, which are really nice to just kind of rack up those easy save points for goalkeepers. Um, so I do think whoever starts in uh, in Houston goalkeeper-wise, similar to D.C., is going to face a lot of shots, and they'll probably be from more outside. So I don't think they'll get a ton of clean sheets, but I do think they'll rack up a good AA, and I think they'll be like middle of the pack-ish. Even though the team itself, I think it's terrible. Like, That's the beauty, right? You, you, team can be terrible. They're, they're better than us, but they're terrible. <laughs> you know, it was interesting. I was looking on, on transfer market the the other day, and uh, you know who's valued valued at like one point five million for their uh, Thor. Um, oh, Thor Larson. I have yeah. a super rare. I'm a firm believer in Thor. I was just like, I don't know. He had a really good season last year. Like, like on he, the field, he kind of won his minutes. And I remember, I think even last year we were talking about him. He had like some records or something like that in, in college soccer. Um, it kind of took me really by su- good. It took me by surprise because I was like, huh, 1.5 million. Like, that's a pretty high valuation for a player that doesn't play. Like, and, played- and the guy, he missed three games all year and they yeah. were due to injury. He yeah. played in every single game he was available for. Now, a lot of them were like one minute off the bench, but. Still, but I mean, like think for about a cap Brandon mode, Vasquez, like, think about for a cap mode though. Yeah. Like 
every other week he's coming in on the last minute and getting a 25. And then some minutes he comes in and scores and gets a 60. Like that's perfect for cap mode. Yeah. That's, this is, that's a perfect. His L15 right now is 32. Yeah. And it just made me think about Brandon Vasquez too. Cause like Vasquez yeah. spent probably too long on the bench um, should have had more starting minutes earlier. And then he'd always get starting minutes at the end of the season and he'd be good. Uh, played very well. And then finally he wins those minutes, gets a start and look what happens last year. So no, I have a super rare. I'm a firm believer in Thor Larson for sure. Like I did, I did a lot of heavy scouting on that draft and that draft was really good. And he was one of my favorite players in the draft. Yeah. And he's still U23 until 2025. So I don't know. I like that pick a lot. <clears throat> Sorry. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Jorge's team a little bit. Oh no! <laughs> let's let's get into some some Orlando. Let's go. T- talk to me about Martin Ojeda. Like, who is this dude? Why do we dude, care? Martin Ojeda right now is coming at you as one of the top guys, top wingers out of Argentina right now. I think it was like I think he had like. 14 goals and 14 assists in his last season. So like he was, he was producing crazy. He's coming in, he's attacking minded. Like this man can actually cross the ball. All right. For our big man, Erkin Kara at the top. I it, it's a super exciting signing. It's going to make our attacking midfield way more dynamic. I think uh, we had, we had, we struggled to find the back of the net often, which was uh, our downfall in the, at the end of the season. And uh, yeah, him and him and Faku up top. We have Gonzalez that we signed and got hurt right before uh, he came to Orlando City, so we haven't seen him play either. So we have depth at the wings. Uh, striker situation, our number nine situation is still a little wonky, but we have that. We have a reinforced midfield. Pereira is probably going to stay in the back as a number eight. So uh, those high scores that he was getting last year might not be there again. But, yeah, it, it's it's looking it's looking up right now for Orlando. We got rid of a dead weight, and... Uh, it's uh, it's good. it's looking like it might be a really good season. I'm stoked. If if you look at Ojeda's scores from his time in Argentina, they are they're looking a little spicy, looking a little nice. Kind of was all the no card. What was all the dead weight? Like, were you happy to get rid of all the dead weight? Like, were you happy to get rid of ben, Benji Michelle? Let's just call it out. No. So like, the, the dead weight was Benji Michelle. No, the dead weight was not Benji Michelle. It was definitely Juan. It was definitely uh, Andres Perea. Which I mean, he has a bright. Who future. would ever take Juan? Uh, Terrible decisions. Your, your favorite team in the world, I guess. Which, <laughs> For look, the second overall pick. God. Look, here, here's what I'll tell you. Huan, he he is a man of the people. He he will he will play hard. He will play fast. Uh, his just quality in the final third is just non-existent. So if you want to watch your players get into a good position and just have that <gasps> moment. You got that. You're not going to get the final product, though, with Huan. So thank you for that. But we also don't have a right back now. So it's Kyle Smith season, baby. Don't sleep Ooh. on Kyle Smith because right now. I saw uh, you bought a lot of Kyle Smith. Yeah, well, I already had some, but I picked up a, I picked up two rares and another couple limiteds, hopefully to flip. Because, uh, yeah, uh, unless Michael Halliday, like, seriously improved over the summer, I don't really see him starting because he is just – he gets – He's really pretty good defensively, but he's still not really good at attacking from the wing, and that's kind of what we do with the overlaps. Uh, so yeah, it looks like it's Kyle Smith season. Do, on the right. But do we just throw him out there and just get him the minutes so that he can improve? Because um, he's a big prospect. Possibly, yeah. No, I I mean I love Michael Halliday. I have a couple of his as well. Uh, every time he he's he's really fast. He plays hard. It's just his crossing is abysmal. Like half the time when he crosses, it goes behind the net. It doesn't even make it yeah. across the field. So, uh, well, you're used yeah. to that with Ruan. So, yeah, it's exactly the same there's thing. No, but there's no downgrade. I I don't see him. I don't see him starting. Uh, Oscar Pereira is really really big on Kyle Smith as is. He calls him El Soldado. 
calls him a soldier in the back line because he is pretty good defensively sometimes unless he falls asleep and gets beat. But other than that, uh, I don't really see him pushing up much. So, yeah, uh, he's going to start. Michael Halliday is going to compete with him for minutes, but uh, that's going to be a battle on the right side because the left side, now that we have that Brazil, the young Brazilian coming in as well. Uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting year. I'm, I'm really excited for it. And have rest you in peace, Benji. Take a look. I'm very sad. R.I.P. Benji. Have you taken a look at all, Thomas, uh, at Orlando yet? Or is that still to do? It's still, it's on the docket. Um, They're probably one of those teams where I've been trying to like keep it a little bit like geographically close as I, as I uh, highlight teams. So um, they'll be in the mix with like Inter-Miami. It'll probably just be like Inter-Miami and Orlando. And I know Inter-Miami, they're still making some moves. Um, Yeah, yeah, I know. That's how I feel right now, too. Um, I feel like nobody likes Miami. Can we yeah, just put it out there? Think, I think no one would like Miami unless Messi went to Miami. And then everyone would yeah. love Miami. And then oh, it's even better. That everybody was, would be there. The best part, what makes me so happy, is that everybody's like, oh, Messi, Miami, Messi, Miami. And everybody's like, oh, damn. And then they didn't get them, which is 10 times funnier. Like, it was like this huge thing, and they just fell flat in their face. And that was like, one of the so, most satisfying things. It took a while. Some reporters went, cats. like, really hard, like, yeah, this is happening. This is serious. Like, get ready for Messi. I mean, it 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 felt like to me, even like reading it, I was like, wow, like I can't believe Messi's come to MLS. Yeah, it sounded pretty for sure. And and then it's like, no, he's not coming. Or y'all y- y'all thought it we were serious. No, no. It's okay though, because they got Sergio Busquets, so that's all they really needed. True. Do you think Torres uh, will stay for an entire another year? He's gotten a lot of. Uh, a lot of interest abroad. So I can definitely guarantee uh, he'll be here till the summer. He's, he's come out multiple times, multiple interviews uh, where he's happy where he is. Uh, he, he's a very humble, like young player. He's not really looking for glory. He just loves to play football and he loves to win. Um, so he's having a good time. Like I know his father's pretty involved in everything too. He's very vocal on Twitter as well. Um, he's just happy to play. And he he knows he knows the stories of people that have gone over too early and it kind of like fell on their face. And he's not the kind of player that wants to do that. Uh, so I definitely see him at least staying for another year. Um, I don't see him staying much longer, though. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we get him for this next full season. But after that, it's uh, it's probably not likely that he stays. But what a player. The fact that I get to watch him, you know, play 16 times a season, like right there in front of me is just it's so much fun to watch. Like well, I mean, is, he'll play more than sixteen incredible. times this year. Y'all are in, y'all are in Concacaf. Yeah, Conca- Champions League, Champions the League Open League Cup. First time. Honestly, I, I, I'm not gonna Defend lie. Defend that. I am, I am, am kind of considering going to Mexico. I am. I've been Woo-hoo. looking at flights. I might, I might make the trip to Monterey and go, go watch him play Tigres up in the mountains. So vlog it for sure in the states. Uh, oh, basketball. You no, know. it's a. Uh, and then. It's, uh, it's not yeah. looking very promising. You know, Orlando City, obviously in Orlando City fashion, got the toughest draw in, you know, the CONCACAF yeah. Champions League. Everybody else gets to play MLS teams, but no, we got to play Tigres, dude. Yeah, you know, Geniac's just going to freaking dunk on everybody. It is great. I can't wait. It's like, if like I have to... T- go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, if I have to put you on the spot about Facundo Torres, what's his, what's his L40 for the year? Like, what does he average for the year? Ooh. Uh, it's in the 60s. High sixties, uh, low sixties. High high sixties. If you know forty, sixties. I mean, Carlos Hill could do it. Yeah, but like the thing is, the thing is, the thing <laughs> his L forty last though. year was fifty nine. To be fair. Yeah, and he still had a fantastic season. And, and it was a rough season because it started. It started off. Rough. Yeah, his start was not great. Yeah, actually. 
which was like fine. the last the last like I don't know ten games. He was really good, and that's not and that's not including his contributions in the Open Cup because that isn't scored by so rare. So you got to think he had one to two goals in almost every match of the Open Cup as well. So he he definitely found his footing now with all the new signings. As long as they hit, uh, a lot of that he won't have to like maybe like try as much to like be the facilitator. He'll have more pieces around him, so he'll be able to kind of flow freely. This kid is going to be all over the pitch. He's just going to be floating freely, like up top. Like there, there's talks he might even play like in the cam role, play as a ten, and really facilitate from there. It's it's either going to be Ojeda or Facundo in the middle. And man, Pereja just has these players just on both sides, flipping back and forth, just moving around. So um, you probably just interchange them throughout the game too. That's yeah. kind of like what Atlanta. And would there's do sometimes. depth. Angulo seems like it's staying. We have Gonzalez, which we haven't really seen, but he was a high prospect before he tore his ACL like two days before he you know came over. We have Ojeda now. We have, I think that's it as far as the wings, but there, there's a lot of depth and they're going to need it. And it really looks like we got rid of a lot of the younger depth that wasn't proven, brought in some solid players. Like uh, what's uh, oh, what's his name that we just, uh, Felipe Martins. We signed him too. And everybody forgot about that. So we have another solid, you know, midfielder. Hey, Felipe Martins is an ex DC player. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's not go too crazy on Felipe and it's a veteran, Martins. Hey, man, it's it's depth, veteran depth. Right? It it's is veteran depth. proven MLS league depth. If the other team has 11 yellow cards on them and you need someone to come in and draw a yellow card on somebody else, Felipe Martins is your guy. But Whatever. outside of that, I don't know that he's going to help that much. It's depth. And then we still have Cartagena, the Peru- the young Peruvian as well, like Cesar Araujo. It did. It's. It's going to be a great season. So right. I'll say this for, for, for Kudo Torres last year in games that he started, he averaged a 13 and a half AA. And then for the whole year, he had 17 goals or assists. Like both of those are really elite numbers. Like he could be, is, let me ask you this. Is he the best U23 player in the league? Ooh, that's, that's hard for me to answer. Cause I'm biased. So because obviously I'm you're super be biased. biased. No one's going to believe what you said. <laughs> I'm going to be biased and be like, of course. Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> I'll let Thomas take that one. Because like, I mean, can you be the best U23 player in the league and, and not win a World Cup? Ooh. I mean, he played for Uruguay. <laughs> and it's not like I might have played that much. Hey, man, he had like 10 minutes, all right? Yeah, it's more than Pacuno had. He didn't really do a whole lot, to be fair. You know, Uruguay would have, uh, they would have, you know, went on if Facundo saw the pitch, but he didn't obviously – that was coaching error on their part. And that's why they fell flat because Facundo didn't see minutes. Duh. So here, here are your big names, right? Just so that everyone knows where we are. Almada is up there. Facundo Torres is up there. Um, third is actually Diego Palacios in terms of L40 for you 23. But I think he turns 23 or t- turns 24. Ricky Pooch. Ooh. Jesus Ferreira. Ooh. Alan Velasco. Eh. Talis Magno. John Tolkien. Pablo Ruiz. Brandon Vasquez. Santi Moreno. Ooh, the Pui the Pui shout is is up there too. That's kind of who my favorite is, honestly. Like I I have some like low-key MVP vibes from him. If yeah, if they just get the people they need, like the guys they need this this window uh internationally since they can't make any transfers. And think about it. There's no Cabral to you know miss chances and don't and not give Puig assists. So uh hey, his his AA might go up, you know. Is uh is Efra Alvarez in the picture here? Or is it Grandster now? Grand Seer. I'm I'm I am high on Grand Seer. Like at the end of the season when he came back from injury, the way he was playing, just his work rate, just watching him on the pitch, I I bought a couple of Grand Seers. I was pretty big on him at the end of the so season. So what do so you think Chicharito, Ricky Pooch, Grand Seer, who's on the other wing? 
be Douglas Costa. Right? Yeah, I mean, if they or keep is him, Costa, is Costa gone? I think he's still there. Weren't they trying to get rid of him? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could play. You could also use like Alvarez on one week and then Grancer on the other. Oh, Isco! Come on now, with Isco and Puig, bro. Come on, Isco's in LA. No, no, but there's rumors. Oh, or, or Eden Hazard to LA Galaxy, dude. Come on now. Let's That's just, my let's just start going through every single big name. <laughs> just rumors, rumors. Messi? Messi? Yeah, Messi. David Beckham know. to LA Galaxy? <laughs> Crazy. Um, Going back to U23, Ricky Pooch is, I guess, our favorite player. Who's next on that list after that? Almada Torres, Jesus Ferreira, Velasco, Talos Magno. Does Talos Magno take a step back, up or back? It's arguments for both. I think, I think he'll still have... A good, he had a solid season even last year, but it wasn't like he was consistent. And I feel like because he'll be playing in the potentially in the striker role more often versus right. out on the wing. So are they keeping him as a nine? Is that is that the is that the projection? I think that's that's the, the depth idea. charts I've seen so far. Like they have him up as yeah. a center forward. He played as a nine after Tati left, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and he wasn't he wasn't that good as a nine. No, his production problem. went down. His production would wait. Yeah, he's better as a winger, honestly, because he likes yeah. to dribble through people. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for him. He started to score at the end, like kind of towards the end. I guess in their playoff game, he scored a goal as well, even though he was hurt. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think Facuda Torres is up there with those guys. Yeah, I think I think no, I about, agree with that. What about Almada? What Almada? about Almada? Let's let's break down Almada now. How, it, how does his would that be, would that be based on what Atlanta does though? Just say like what Atlanta team shows up. Who's left? All right, hold on. Let me pull up my list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Almada, like he's definitely gonna build on this last this last year, even given all the troubles Atlanta had um across many different areas last season. He he was one of those bright spots. He had some he only scores amazing goals that's that's let's just establish that like 18 yards out just off of a like a like a strong rebound for like a, a clearance and he just clears it right up into the upper 90 like that's all of his goals right um but i mean it just depends on what atlanta does this offseason because there's there's a lot of moves that still need to be made and right now they're clearing a lot of cap room with some of the players they've been um they've been that have been leaving the club such as uh, emerson Hindman. Tom Dwyer, who I, I think, he, I think Moreno, Dom probably cool. Moreno, Ellen Franco, uh, Joseph Martinez. If when he leaves, I, I'll just say this: I don't think I don't think Joseph Martinez will definitely not be with Atlanta as a DP this season. That's lame. That's that's almost so wait, guaranteed. Are you saying he could come back, but not as a DP? That's like my Ooh. dream scenario. Where yeah, like, I would say. This is I like, take, this is like fantasy land. This is Listen, like fantasy land. We're if there's no Joseph in Atlanta, I don't care because like the rivalry's over. If there's no jo- Joseph, is the rivalry with Orlando okay? If there's no Joseph, eh, who cares about Atlanta? I mean, that's the thing, right? Like he always made that rivalry just feel so so much spicier, just mm-hmm. because of the history, him breaking the record against Orlando. Um, I mean, Same. even like the suffering. 
<laughs> the suffering. The suffering. Like it was, it was a, there was a, like that video whenever he missed the open cup game where he was just like, Orlando. Oh, watching on his couch, like laughing. <laughs> and laughing. Oh, and then Dom Dwyer did the same thing when he's still in Orlando when we beat Atlanta at home. It was like the first season when we just like swept Atlanta that season. Never yeah. didn't beat him in five seasons and swept. Oh, yeah, him that was when like everything fell apart. That was 2020, right? Yeah, it was like we beat y'all at Mercedes Benz. I think it was like the three, three, one, something like that. Yeah, that was, was when M- it all fell apart. Yeah, Mueller popped off. And then at home, it was the the four, three thriller, which yeah. was like an, one of my favorite games of all time that I've ever experienced was that four, three thriller with Atlanta. Yeah. Tom Dwyer hit him with the Atlanta. Oh, dude, it's great. <laughs> so going yeah, back I mean, to going back to Almeida, first off, Jorge, trivia question. What yes. was, was Tiago Almeida's average this year? In games played for Atlanta United, average in games played. I have no idea, dude. I don't pay attention to Atlanta. It's a plastic club, bro. Not even a soccer specific t- stadium, dude. I mean, I don't know either. I would, I would, I would probably guess a fifty, like sixty-two point three. Wow, wow. Was his average last year in games he started? It was a sixty-four flat. He averaged a nineteen-four AA in games that he started. That was his thing. And was he like, had he six goals and seven assists. Good all arounds. Even if they didn't yeah. score a goal, like they would just, because one Atlanta would just take shots all game long and none of them would go right. in. That's why, that's why if you had a goalkeeper and they were playing Atlanta, like that was a must start because they're going to have good scores regardless. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think Araujo does that too. See, he always well, has AA scores well, let me, for days. Arujo just needs to put power on his shot. That was that was what was the most like I was looking at some some tweets about talking about Arujo and his XG, his expected goals, and how like he is, I think one of the worst, I think he's one of the, the lowest when it comes to actual versus XG in terms of deficit right there. Um, and I was like, and you know, the, the talk was like, oh well, he should regress back to the mean where basically he is scoring those goals, but his problem was, was that he would dribble the ball and he would set up these excellent shots and he just kind of like knock it straight to the goalie and it wouldn't even have any power on it. It would just be like this, <laughs> like, I'd just be like, dude, like you just like nutmeg, like three guys. And, <laughs> and this is how you like, just finish, just, man. Finish. just yeah. finish the ball. Like Chris Mueller. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Chris Mueller. Yeah. Nashi loves Chris Mueller. He's all about Chris Mueller. I do miss Chris. Puts it on Chicago. I miss Chris Mueller when when he's on for like you know five games at a time and then just disappears for the rest of the season. I feel like he's always on. He just like sometimes he scores. You know, like he's always like running and and you know slide tackling people and stupid stuff. But he just about, doesn't. He doesn't finish a lot. What about Etienne going to Atlanta? Because I'm pretty high on Etienne. That was a that was a very very good move for Atlanta. Um, what position does he play though? He'll be he'll there. be left winger. He'll he'll probably start. So is he replace like Moreno? So he'll replace Moreno, who at one point was the Moreno left wasn't winger, starting though, but he wasn't starting either. They tried Moreno at left winger, and it never really worked out, just because he likes to play in the center of the pitch more. Um, yeah. So so it'll be. Etienne on the left wing with Mascara or um, Wiley potentially taken uh, behind him, like in terms of uh, depth. Uh, Almada, in, Almada in the wing, or sorry, not not in the wing, in the center. In the middle. And then uh, Arujo will be on the right. And then whoever our new center forward is, our number nine. 
No, you have zero like idea who that's. I like that a lot. <laughs> zero not idea. Like I just don't know. Like there's not even a, that's the thing is that there's been no rumors around who would Atlanta even approach to take that spot. That's I don't know. I can't like, even think of anybody. Like there's no one in the league that, as far as I know, would like be easy for Atlanta to acquire. So they traded for like Dejan Jovovich or something. Right. Well, right now they're it sounds like they're going after Collins. How that's gonna, that's gonna Atlanta up. is? Yeah. Atlanta's no in the way. Mix for How much merit is there to that? Like, is it just like kind of floating that's around? Wild. Or is it like something that's like really it's been like, going around? It's like something if they that's get really Collins and Miles back and Brad Guzan, they may never give a goal. Yeah, that's what we were. I was talking about this with uh it was a so rare USA. He had retweeted and we're like, I was like, Yeah, that that would be excellent. One, because I have both Guzan and Collins rares. Ooh. Um Two, because yeah, Miles and Callens paired together with Gazan and Goal, and then you have um, Brooks and um, Gutman. Gutman on there? the on the yeah, they're still there on the as fullbacks Ooh. slash like kind of like wing backs. I'm a fan like, of Lennon too, man. That's 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 kind of nasty to be oof. honest. Yeah, if we could just a get a central midfielder, we would we would right. be. I feel like that's the problem. Like MLS teams don't prioritize the midfield enough. Yeah, like Orlando City. I, I, who does? Orlando City. We got too many of them. Oh, my God. Want to loan us one? Too many bad ones. I'll give you a Rosetto. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'll take Sosa, though. I'm honestly kind of high on Sosa. What's this yeah, he he misses the first three games of the season, though. He, um, he got suspended by the league. Yikes. What do you do? I uh, used a homophobic slur. Oh, i just kidding. I don't like Sosa. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo, Sosa. Heinemann's gone, too, right? Yeah, Hyman's gone. That one, I mean, I feel when Hyman was on the pitch when he was healthy, the team usually played better. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to remain stay healthy for for like an entire season. Um, was a pretty big hit on the on the on the roster salary cap. Uh, I think he was he was um, making some yeah. some good money with us, and that's what makes me think Atlanta definitely has at least one more midfielder signing in mind because. Um, they're, they're still thin. Sorry. They're still thin there. And, and it's like Ibarra, Rosetto, Ozzy Alonso, who's coming back from an ACL injury. Um, Sosa, it's nobody, no, none of that, none of those pairings were rock solid consistently, um, throughout the year last year. I feel like Atlanta has been like, Throughout the entire course of their franchise, they've had the same amount of talent up top. They've always had great talent up top. They've always had decent enough defending. And whether they lived or died has always been if they've got good midfielders or not. Like when they had Nagby, they was, were unbelievable. Yeah. And Almiron, come on now. How are you yeah, not going to mention Almiron? Although he was more of attacking. He was more like, a, he was more like, like a, a number 10. Yeah. He, he's more like the Almada type. Yeah. But, but still, like... I don't know. I just feel like if I were Atlanta's GM, like if you could just make one really big, like Elia Sanchez, like really nice underrated midfielder. Oh, so good. Yeah. That's why I like, that's why I say that the dream scenario would be they buy Joseph out of his DP DP contract and then they sign like a DP central midfielder. Which they'd be unstoppable, which would be insane, right? Yeah. I mean, you still have Joseph on totally. like a max allocation totally money contract. Which, I mean, if you're gonna get if you're gonna what's his deal now? 
a what lot. Is, what is Joseph Steele now? It's 4.1 million. There's no way he's going down to 1.6. <laughs> There's no way. There's zero percent chance of this happening. But he loves Atlanta, dude. Why are we even Why talking about Atlanta? This? Okay. All right. Last last question on Atlanta. Yeah. Gonzalo Pineda, how long is the leash? If they go the first like five games and have like five points, is he out? No, I think um, I think with with the wow. new, the new president since he's from Seattle, yeah, I think he gets half a season. Garth, yeah, Garth. I do love Garth. Garth is really good. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'm so, really excited, and yeah. they're they're doing they're doing well so far in terms of all the moves I've seen made, as well as they're bolstering their front office staff as well. Um, it it makes sense, and uh, it's like. Some of it's not great. You know, I, I'd like to have seen Heinemann get another opportunity to come back and, and to play into potentially starting with the club again, just because, like I said, I thought he played really well when he was healthy. Um, but it makes sense that he is eating up a large chunk of our salary cap when it comes to his his salary. And if we're trying to to make moves, then unfortunately he kind of falls on the, okay, we might have to, to cut your hair. He'll go somewhere else yeah. good anyway. Um, no, 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 we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I know. I, I, my, 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 my other theory is, is that uh, Joseph is going to go to Tigres and he's just going to play Orlando. Stop. No, do, do not, do not speak that into the metaverse. Okay. We don't, we don't need that floating around. Well, if I'm Jeff- a Tigres. We'll have a Tigres Orlando Leagues Cup rematch and, and Joseph will still be there. Just, <laughs> Knock Orlando yeah. out of Leagues Cup too. Look, again, he has caused so much suffering to my like mental well-being that if we go to Mexico and literally go down a leg because of Joseph Martinez, I would I would quit soccer forever. I would that would that would be the icing on the cake. I'd be I'd be done. So that's, you know, so Joseph, I'm gonna speak it, dude. Joseph, I gotta I gotta put it on the pod. Joseph to Orlando, 442, oh, Cara and Joseph up top. You got no Joseph chance. stretching the field and Cara coming in with the late runs, dude. Come on. Do you guys have a DP spot? Not anymore. That's fine. Well, it's already there you go. Dude. Do it for oh, the vibes. Cool. Instead, it for of, the signing, just instead take- of signing a $1.6 million deal for his hometown team that he loves, he's going to go to their arch rival for a $1.6 million deal. For the memes. Yeah. They you guys Disney are World. terrible. You guys are terrible. Terrible. Now, you might get something- into Miami. <laughs> that would I would also hate that. Yeah, I don't like that one either. From um from something that's never gonna happen to something that has happened, Jorge, who's my guy? Who's who's my favorite player? Oh, did did you, you want to talk about Aaron Long? Did let's talk some Aaron Long, baby. We got a <laughs> new team. Oh yeah, let's go. Going to the ring. Chance. All right. Oh, we're getting rings, multiple rings. Not one. Not two. Not three. You know the LeBron reference? No? Okay, it's fine. Well, Aaron Long and Chiellini starting for LAFC, dude. Is that the defensive yeah. stack? This might be the greatest defensive pairing of all time in any sport ever. Period. Period? Like, period. Like, I, I defy mark. anyone to find me a better center back pairing than what LAFC has. Well, you know, theory. If, if Callens comes to Atlanta. Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. Miles Collins or Long or Chiellini, dude? Come on now. Nope. Not even close. Not even close. You guys are playing in the rookie league, and we're we're out here in a Hall of Fame. Listen, there's no guarantee Miles comes back and just swinging like he used to. So don't say that. I'm just gonna say that's so mean. That's so what? mean. What? Hey, he might have to work into it. You know, I'm not saying I don't no, want I to think, be a good player. I, I just think want to Miles see is in, a little bit. Miles is in the same spot that Aaron Long was in this year. Yeah, like 
he I honestly I think that's what you're gonna see typically is gonna be like an Aaron Long-ish type year for Miles Robinson, where you see those flashes again, but he just doesn't quite have it yet. And then the next year, Miles will be back to Miles. Yeah, I mean and this is the year that I think Aaron gets back to Aaron. And I think Atlanta knows so that too. For. That's why they also they kept Pirata, who I thought was probably also one of their best signings last season. So but Aaron Long, huh. Yeah, I, I I was actually really surprised. I I really thought he was going to go to the other LA team, you know, the Galaxy. Yeah. I don't to be honest with you, I don't think the LA Galaxy had the money to make it happen, like the salary cap space. So we talked about their salary cap is so high. And d- yes, they got rid of Cabral and that helps, but I, I don't think they had the space. Whereas LAFC, they've unloaded enough players to where they yeah. have some space. And they get they get some money too from winning the cup, right? True. Do they? I think so. I think you get a little extra money. It's also you, you get. I think you get money too for qualifying huh. for Champions League. You get them Garber bucks. Yes, that you do. Yeah, you do. Hey, you can make fun of Garber bucks all you want. They're very important to building a team. <laughs> okay. Hey, I didn't. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I didn't say anything bad about it. I just said they won some Garber bucks. That's all. Some tams, some yams, some yam yams, some jams and yams, dude. All of them. All, all of the above. <laughs> Absolutely crucial. Um. Yeah, I'm so excited for Aaron Long. I cannot wait. I, I he's all right. Answer me this: Am I being a little bit like is, is this just blinders on, or is he actually undervalued right now? Like the dude's thirty years old. He's a former Defender of the Year, going to the best team in the league, and he's point oh six for, for a rare card for someone that's going to be playing in Champions League. I think that's that's undervalued. Champions League as well. Yeah, like that's going to be. I think people are. I don't know. It feels like it's kind of forgotten about that. Basically, some MLS clubs will be playing, um, you know, midweek games when there's going to be less games happening. And yeah, yeah, and like you can now get if you're trying to build that LAFC stack, Aaron Long for what five bucks, six bucks. It's a sneaky, yeah, it's a cheeky little player. Five fifty nine on the limited right now. Yeah, and he's like, I mean, people forget that him and Walker Zimmerman were like one A one B for like years, and he has like. Long has some solid scoring potential on set pieces. Right. He's and yeah, he gives Costa sending in really solid, solid balls yeah. on, those, on those set pieces. Like, yeah. Yeah, and he can definitely score a goal, but he can rack up AA too. Yeah. Like, for all of the hoopla that I make about Aaron Long, and, like, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm a little over the top. But, like, there's a reason that I'm so over the top, you know? Like, he could be, like, one of the better defenders in the league. And he's, like, basically free right now. Jorge, am I crazy? Uh, it's it's unproven, right? Like we we know what he can do. You know, you know he's a target in the box. Unproven. He's done it in 2018, okay. 2019. Yeah. He's done it. But he came back from an injury. And that you don't always come back from that. And he's getting older. And like, look, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's only that he 30. Can't be great. I'm just saying that there's a few red flags. That's all. You never know. Dude, do you have red is- flags about Miles Robinson? I said I did. And just like last year, I had red flags about Antonio Carlos because he came back from a knee injury, and dude, he just ooh, took a way step back last year. Center, I feel like center backs, and I think I said it before, center backs who get hurt coming back when they have to get up in the air, they have to be physical and stuff like that. With the knee injury, there's always in the back of their mind that little hesitancy, and that's what you can literally make a break in that second where you kind of it was a knee injury for for Aaron or Miles. It was their Achilles, right? Uh, I thought it was a knee very long. Miles was a, Miles was an Achilles. That was an Achilles. Yeah, I think Aaron was an Achilles too. Was it? Maybe. I have no idea. Either a leg injury. I don't mm, mm. like that. I mean, either like way, like it was. It, it's still like you're, you're still having to jump up. 
Yeah, I think it's Achilles. All that impact and jumping up and down, like, yeah, he can do it. And like, look, LAFC, he, he yeah, why not? You can take All a right. flyer on Aaron Long. I don't know Before, if I'm hype as you, but yeah. I mean, it, that's what it is. It's a flyer, right? And he could be the best player in the league. I also think this way about Jack Price. If you can, just, what do you think about Jack Price? What's his price? <laughs> price is price. Uh, it's higher than Aaron Long's, but he's also better. 0.16, so that's 215 for a rare. Uh, 0.014 for a limited, although that was lower a few weeks ago. He was down around like... Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just it's just the market, too, is, is starting to ramp up for MLS as people are getting ready for the season. I'm not crazy, right? It is kind of starting to ramp up. No, is for it, sure. I've already Just a little this, bit, finally. Yeah. And it's finally. only some cards. Like, there's some cards that, like, have, like, a high L5 or L15, and they don't really move. And then other ones, like, the really big-name superstars. Like, I feel like people are just, like, it's starting at the top, and then it's going to slowly start to trickle down as people start to get priced out of the superstars. I feel right. like... I feel same that, time, like, too, like... What happened last year, I remember, was that it really built up more and more as we got closer to the beginning of the season. And then, like, after the first week, I remember some players just going, like, absolutely crazy. Like, I think, um, was it, like, right before, like, I'll take I'll, I'll take Alex Ring as, as an example. Um, I think the first or second week when they played Cincinnati, they put, like, five goals against him. He 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 had, like, a really awesome Sorare score. 100. Yeah. yeah. And we went from like 0.2 to like 0.35 and, and then it's like just all out of, out of nowhere. That's a spike. Remember, remember, uh, remember Frankie Amaya. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of spikes, right. The dude, the dude sold on February 14th for 0.049. And then he sold again on March 14th for 0.499. So 0.5. And like, like, what's their dude what's their went ten x in one month? And what's their price now? His like, price is just over like point one, right? And like, Ring's price is point oh seven. The difference is Ring is actually decent, and Amaya is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and Amaya is still more like Amaya is still more expensive, right? Just crazy. What's the is Alex Ring going to be viable this season for Austin? What is because they made some moves too, didn't they? Some That's like pretty question. big ones. I think he'll still be he'll still He's be still going to play player. I think as far as I can tell on their depth chart, like he'll he'll still be a, a starter most games. Um, I know since they're in Champions League, I could see them resting him in league play at the, the start of the season. And mm. then depending on how far they go. Yeah, because he's probably going to be way more important for them. Yeah, he's he's pretty central to, I think, at least like kind of bringing balance to both the, the defense and the attack. Oh, he he's a connecting piece. And you can yeah. tell, I think I brought it up in the playoffs when they like rested him and like, you can immediately tell without having ring in that midfield, like they, they just had no creativity whatsoever. Like there's no, you know, defense to offense. There was no transition. It was, he is very pivotal in that midfield. And again, think- I talk about center midfielders. That's exactly my point is Alex ring, even though he wasn't really as good on sober last year, mm-hmm. like he is a big key to what Austin did last year. Yep. So for sure, him and Nagby and, I mean, there's just certain guys that don't get a lot of love and they just put up 50s every week. But man, are they important to their teams in real life? Do you guys have that issue where you see people on the field and you're like, oh, they're just so important for this team. You're just like seeing them like make so many good decisions on and off the ball, but it just doesn't translate to so rare. And like in your mind, you're like, 
he's good. I need to play him. But in reality, he just bites you because you're just like, well, he's not that great for so rare. Like that is like my biggest struggle. I think I actually have the opposite problem where I'll see someone of like, mm. wow, they're just not playing well today. And then you actually look at their server score. Uh, like an it's 80. like, what? How did they get it? <laughs> Where? They, you know who the king Arugio, of that is? Arugio is, this is, this is exactly who I'm thinking about. Like, he'll sit there, he'll dribble, he'll lose the ball a bunch, he'll dribble through people and then make a very weak shot right at the goalie. And you'll be like, dude, what are you doing? And then he'll have like a 60 because he has all these shots on target, <laughs> even though none of them were like that threatening. The king of that is Donovan Pines. <laughs> and I have so many people who message me all the time. like, Hey, Donovan Pines has got to start, right? Like he's really good. And like, like you actually watch DC, he like, he'll dive in and he'll make some plays that he shouldn't make. Right. Like he's like six, five, he's got long legs. And so he just dives in and like 99% of defenders wouldn't make the play and he'll make the play, but it's a completely useless play that doesn't really help. And then, you know, when he's supposed to be in a normal position that everybody else is in, he's not there and we get we get beat for a goal. And it doesn't show up as an error leading to a goal. It doesn't show up on stat sheet at all. But he is just not great in real life. But on Sower, he is a monster. Like, you know, wild. Alan Franco also falls into this, this mold, too. Because, like, it was the same thing, right? He would Alan Franco would have fantastic all-around scores. But he would typically... He would be partly to blame for at least like one or even usually one goal a game because he would just make one bad decision that essentially created a very strong opportunity for the other team. But it wasn't like it wasn't direct enough to where he would be attributed with the error. It's just like. Yeah, that's that's kind of on you. Like you you missed you missed you didn't mark your guy. Right. You didn't you didn't uh, clear this out well, like it, but it was very clear, which is well, that's part of the reason I think they, they were fine with um, transferring him to Brazil. Yeah. Can't wait to get Callum's on. Kind of wait too much fun. Um, cool. Do we have anything else here? Jorge, you got anything else? Any guys we missed? Any big moves? Uh, yeah. Kind of one that I was looking at while we were looking at Austin uh, Zardes or Gite? Like who's, who's going to get that? Uh, where are they going to go with that? They're going to go with. That's a good question. I mean, they got to go Zardes. He's the DP, right? Is he a DP? That's the question, right? Uh, is he playing <laughs> like a DP, a DP though? Well, no, that's he's what everyone's asking because they haven't announced that Ring's been bought out from his contract yet. So there's some confusion there. Like some people don't know if it's an error or if it's actually Zardes is a DP and, and Ring's been bought down. Do you make a move for Zardes as a DP right now, though? I mean, I mean, they did. They, <laughs> like, they I, mean, did. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Like, is that even like <laughs> worth it? I mean, Claudio Reina is making some great decisions this year. So is he? Is he? Maybe, is maybe he? that's why he did it. I don't know. There's some questionable actions in there, but I'm not going to get into some, some interesting <laughs> things going on. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's a DP. He's old too, right? Isn't he? Isn't he getting older? He's 31. No, it's 31. I mean, like, I, I like the move a lot because I think what's going to happen is you're just going to see this. It's it's probably going to be a position that gets rotated as this for like who's going to come out and starting 11 pretty often because um, Ruti, Vite, like Zardes, sometimes it, it could be any of the three to start. But the like, game you can't like. rotate your DPs, you know? 
I mean, like your DPs are starters. If you're period. FC Dallas, you just don't even see your DP play at all. Like Jara is just an <laughs> off the bench player. But that's dead weight. Like that's just Dallas being stupid. Dallas <laughs> is like one of the worst run organizations that has a ton of talent, and I don't know how. They just, it's just like they those. always have talent, and they're just terrible on the salary cap. Like I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how they haven't bought Jara down, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, they did get a Velasco. I thought Velasco was like a pretty outstanding pickup. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was a good a good deal. And they got Ariola, which I thought was a good deal. And like Legette is a pretty good deal. But then they've got like Hara. And it's like, why is he a TV yeah. on your and, team? Like, and Tomiko will eventually show up. Yeah, if he's not hurt. I actually yeah. bought a I, – did I buy the Pomacall? I was looking at buying a Pomacall at least. Um, because I actually love him in a U23 stack with Ferreira and Velasco. I think he actually has a lot of value there. I mean, honestly, Pomacall was pretty impressive when I watched the team last season. He's he's someone that will continue to be very good. And if he stays in the league, he'll be probably one of the better midfielders in the league, I think. I got I got Pomacall is one of those guys that you watch him and you think he's good, and then on sober, you're like, ah, eh. right. And then his like his, his all around anything. is like terrible, and you're like, what? Yeah. How did you not rack up more? Hey, hey <laughs> guy, like I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, 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 actually really like the Dallas U23 stack because I think it's got two of like the top five players for U23 this year. Um, and I think Pomacall, as long as he stays healthy, I think Pomacall is actually a pretty decent. Uh, Pretty decent shout there at the U23. Um, let's see. About Latif Blessing. You guys have thoughts on, on New England? I mean, I know we, we touched on it earlier with uh, with the with the trade and everything, but does he play a lot for New England? Yeah, that's a, that's an area that they definitely needed to upgrade. And I think he'll he'll definitely – he'll slot in really well. Um, I, New England, honestly, like – if, if Roni can be – very good this year. If he if he yeah. comes out and he's just either putting in assists or goals or at least opening up shots for for Bo and and heel, like look out, New England might just be like drumming for that supporter shield again because yeah, um, on paper they're very good and they've really replaced like that special sauce they had in what was it twenty one yeah was was Tejon Buchanan and. You know Matt Turner and all those guys that they lost—they've replaced them one for one now. Like Guerrero like, is fantastic, and it's just like everyone was just injured last year mm-hmm. on their attack, and I think that was their their biggest their their biggest issue. It was like well that, and then just losing key players, kind of having to rebuild from that, get that, uh, get the team meshing together. Um, yeah, I mean, like Barrero, he was injured. For, he didn't. He didn't play too too much last year. And no, they kinda, brought him I in actually, mid-season, and I think he was hurt. I kind of forgot that he was in the league until I started doing my analysis, and I was like, "Huh." And he's dynamic. Yeah, he's really good. So Honestly, like they bring in Blessing, Barrero, Bo, Brandon Bias still there, Farrell still there, Carlos Heel, Dwan Jones, Henry Kessler, Christian McCoon's a really decent player. Petrovich was great. Matt Polster's still there. Dave Romney they brought in now. Rioni could be decent. If he's not decent, Bobby Wood is there now. Yeah. Like, they're they're deep. They're really deep. But that's the thing, too. It's like, it's not just that their first starting 11 is, is good. It's that they have 
very solid depth behind each of those players. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is a really good team and obviously good yeah. coaching. Yeah. Great and coaching. He'll, and don't get me wrong. Like, he'll, he's hard to replace if, you know, Bo hard to, hard to replace, but like for the most part, most positions, I think they're, they're very set. So yeah, I honestly, like, I know Petrovic, whenever he comes out, his, his first server card is going to just go crazy. Oh, it's going to yeah. be fun to watch. He's the best U23 keeper by far. Yeah. Over Thomas Asada, my caps. Come on. Come on. He's a guy. I'm still, I'm still scarred from Thomas Asal from last year. Ugh, I don't trust Vanny Sartini in the least. Like, ugh. I, think, I mean, I, I mean, wish Asal would be good, but. I think there's a lot of people that felt just, yeah, they were, they were, they were done with Hassal by the end of the season. I, I was, I was struggling. I had, I had both Hassal and Khan hit me at the same time. And um, I will say Veselinovic and Hassal U23 stack until July or June or whenever it comes up it was good. is actually a pretty nice yeah, U23 yeah, MLS stack. Yeah. So I, I will say that. And, and Vancouver um, plays well. Um, I know I especially saw they were, at yeah. home. Yeah. Um, I saw that, that, that they were linked to, I think, uh, a striker in, I want to say the Austrian, Austrian Bundesliga that has played pretty well this season. And really, I feel like that's kind of their biggest need right now is, I mean, they have Brian White, but like they have an open DP spot because Cavallini's yeah. gone. And at one point I, I I was kind of saying like, they should just get Joseph Martinez to unite, reunite <laughs> oh. Russell and Joseph. Together. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> oh, please. No, I'm rooting for that. Right. And I was like, it could happen. All these right? Joseph takes, man. Jeez. Oh, no. go Joseph needs to go there. If he's if he's okay with being cold, like I'm down for that. Man. Hey, I've heard BC's beautiful during the Let's summer. Let's make this happen. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, they, they it's like a he's a young, he's a young striker, I think out of the Austrian Bundesliga. I'll have to look his name up again. But if they if they pick him up, him and Gold, like yeah, so. Gold's really good too. Yeah. And and they've got um everybody's going nuts on that other kid, Vite. Mm, he had a he had a really good everybody loved Vite. And I was like, another one of those so rare guys that like he's not in the right position like most of the time, but like he scores really well on so rare. So I guess we all love him now. At yeah. least he did for three games at the end for of the three season. Games four then, games. Yeah, exactly. Four games at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on Vite yet, especially with Caicedo's coming back too. And Caicedo was playing really well. It's just, yeah, he tore his ACL. He was that's the thing guy. that you got to be careful with those ACL injuries is, is that it does, it does really take him a little different. while. Cause typically there's, I feel like there's usually a hamstring injury that comes with them because they're just getting back into that, to that fitness. Let's, let's wrap things up. We're talking U23s, right? Let's wrap things up with one of my favorite U23s that maybe no one knows about, but everybody should know about. Uh, he's only U23 until June 30th. No, he doesn't play for Orlando. Um, what do we think about Mason Toy? Oh, Mason Toy. Mason Toy. Having this conversation again, I see. Yeah, we got to bring this back out because, uh, what was it on the basketball podcast? Yeah, we, we recorded with Quinny, and then like yeah, afterwards, we're talking we were like talking MLS, and all of a sudden, like at the same time, we were talking about Montreal, and all of a sudden, the light bulb went on. It was like because oh, we were like, okay, Hernan Lasada is going to score a lot of goals. Like strikers in his system tend to be really good. Look at Ola Kamara a couple of years yeah. ago, tied for the Golden Boot. 
who's the Montreal striker? And we're like, well, it's not Georgie anymore. He's gone. It's Mason Toy. Someone like, has Mason to step Toy's up. that guy. And then me and me and Jorge got into a bidding war for the uh, the eight percent card on there, and I, I got. Oh him. my god, dude! Someone so. typed in their password faster than me. Like, uh, I'm well, pretty good. At sorry, typing. my password is more secure and like harder to type out. I don't think so. My password's really secure. It's one two three four five six seven eight. So capital. I should one, probably change right? that now. <laughs> yeah, it's a capital, ca- one. capital one. Capital one. No, but like Mason Toy. What do you What do you think? Have you looked at Mason Toy at all, Thomas? Honestly. No, uh, I, I kind of forgot about him. <laughs> That's, the That's what I mean. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> forgot about him. Yeah, like yeah, I'm looking at his his scores right now. So he had one game where he scored above sixty. Um, that looks like that was probably his only decisive. Was that against a, It was against Seattle. He, two, he scored two goals. Two decisive that day. Two goals. That's, I mean, it's interesting. Like he didn't so, play a lot though. He wasn't one of uh, what's his name's guys. Nazi's guys. Yeah. I mean, so it would be like Kyoto probably up top, and then you think Toy behind him. But here's the thing with Kyoto. He's so old. <laughs> and Hernan Lozada still Hernan just... wants to run like crazy. Oh, yeah, so like I'm thinking he's gonna want a younger guy, and I'm thinking Mason Toy is gonna work better than Kyoto in that system. I don't know, I could be wrong, but I'm taking Kyoto a flyer was on so it. good last year though. Like Kyoto's was a good player. But I don't know if he fits that system. Like yeah. even Ola Kamara, who was scoring and was good, like Lasada still hated him because he didn't run as fast as everybody else. Kamara is is Kamara at Montreal? Am I still? No. No, 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 no. He would never take him back. He's still at you know, DC let him go and he still hasn't picked a club yet. Okay. For some reason I was like trying to remember. I yeah, they used to have Kai Kamara. Is Kai Kamara not there anymore? That's right. I don't know if Kai Kamara is there. Dude, Kai Kamara, too, as a super sub last year, he he was really dangerous. (laughs) Bro's 38. Uh, He's still listed as uh, Montreal. So you got Kamara, Kyoto, and Toye. Yo, Kai Kamara for a capped mode would have been fantastic. Like, I could see. So, I mean, the other idea, right, is maybe you put Kyoto on the wing. And I think he's played on the wing before. Toye, okay. I'm. I'm digging it. I like this. Some way Mason Toy's getting on this field, and when yeah. he gets on the field, he scores. I just like he just I'm, never was on the field last year. I'm just like I'm just not sure what Montreal team we're about to get this year because that's the they lost. we're gonna get we're gonna get a team that scores a lot of goals and gives up a lot of goals. It's gonna be very fun to watch, and it's gonna like think DC United last year. It's gonna be very fun to watch. It's gonna be high paced. They're going to get probably blown away 7-0 some nights, and they'll probably blow teams away 6-0 some nights. Like, I don't know. I think You're it's going to be – fresh young legs at the end of games. Yeah, gonna put it's going to be one of those teams. To win games. They did exactly. Get, they did get Herrera. They did get Campbell. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't super know. Sub, I just, super sub of the season? I was just talking about this real, like – It's have a so hard to keep – It's I so hard this. to keep, like, really good squads together. And MLS, like, either A – yeah. players get sold abroad B players become too expensive and to, to keep on the team and, and manage a salary cap. And in like Montreal, they're, they're kind of at this, this fork where I don't know if they're going to be very smart with the money they earned from some of the trades and the mm-hmm. sale of, of Jordi and reinvest in players that continue to build the club, or they're going to do like Atlanta and just get rid of all their players that, were perform had performed really well. Some of their best players reinvest, and then all those reinvestments don't work out. 
See, I don't even know if they will reinvest. <clears throat> yeah. Like that's Good that's point. Lasada for you. He doesn't like it's just the system. His system is like his system's gonna be what his system is. It doesn't really matter who he has. DC had no talent and they were one point off the playoffs the year that he was there. Like zero talent. They had worse talent last year than they did this year. You know, like that's just what his system is. It doesn't matter who you have, it just matters how how much they can run. And like it's such a different psychological shock to teams that you just blow some teams away. Like that's just how it works. Yeah. And so, like, is Wanyama and Piet gonna be able to handle that? Yeah, that's what I was I was about to ask too, because like they have a lot of older players. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how Wanyama is gonna handle this. Like I honestly don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, we'll see how it goes. I might have to sell my Pantemis high because uh it's looking oh, yeah. a little, it's Get looking rid a little of Pantemis. I'm, 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 of- I'm at that point where I'm like, do I sell them now and try to get another keeper before everything pumps and kind of do like a like for like, or do I kind of hold on, just sell like the super pump into the season and then kind of get out? Well, I don't Pantemis know. Either way, sell him. Is he, how old is Pantemis? No, I, I think he's too old. Okay. I think he was too old last year. He's 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah. No. Camacho there. Camacho used to play server. Oh, really? Used to. Yeah. I, I think I yeah, looked I up his gallery on. Uh, it's not, like not active anymore, but at one point, like he had a fairly active gallery. Huh. Interesting. All right. You have anything else for, Hey, we're going to throw any other topics out here. No, I'm kind of, this is, this is a lot of good information. I know I've been pretty busy with basketball, but like, I'm, I'm like ready. I'm like getting MLS fever. I'm starting to feel it. It's like more, more people are starting to talk about MLS on Twitter. It's I'm, I'm getting hype. It's almost. I here. was, I was talking to Bob the other day and I was like orange fly on Twitter. And I was like, can we just fast forward like two months? Get get this stupid basketball stuff out of the way. Oh. Get back to soccer. Get back to baseball. Oh. Get back to the sports that matter, <laughs> and uh, and we'll be a lot better off. Although transfer rumors are fun, so it's oh, a lot man. of fun. To it's have, silly season. Have right some transfer now. going. Yeah, it's it's fun to have like that hope, even though I don't have any hope yeah. with my team. I bought an but, Eden Hazard. Why? I don't know, but we're gonna figure <laughs> it out because anything could happen. He was probably linked to Orlando at one point. <laughs> No, I saw somebody oh, say something about like know. a link to MLS, and I was like, it's like I think, super I down think, and cheap. I, I straight think they said LA Galaxy. Like, yeah. oh my pretty God. much any any big name player out of Europe. That's you know, it was just so cheap. It was Christmas. Older. Like, I was like, whatever, dude. Eden Hazard MLS. I believe it. Whatever. Oh my God. Well, Thomas, thank you for coming on MLS Sober Scout on Twitter. What's the name of the newsletter again? Yeah, so the the name of the newsletter is Soccer Stats and So Rare. It's on Substack. Oh, and all those yep. charts too. I've been, I've been I've been in those charts that you have. In the, oh my god, the graphics. He, he he is he is the man when it comes to like figuring out different stuff. You can like you. Just, I ask him a question and he's like, "Yeah, I'll just pull the data and we'll figure it out." And I was like, "Oh, this is fun." Oh, he's so like he's like my own personal Google. It's great. That's what I'm talking about. It's like my own personal chat chat GPT. <laughs> Throw a little AI reference in there. Yeah. Follows a questionable team, but whatever, dude. The charts are cool. It's cool. It's cool. Hard cut.